Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. I'm Scott Weatherly and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2018. We've got some fun plans, some big plans for, t- for 20th Century Geek this year. But I've got something special today. He's been away. Mm. He's been off pantoing. He's been off busy. He's actually been working because he's a lazy sod usually, but he's actually been working. I have him back. Mike, you are back in the 20th Century Towers. I've been working solidly for four or five months. I know, yeah. We're literally without a day off. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Well, that's, it was your season, that fourth uh, quarter of the hence, your... hence why I just spent 150 quid on Arrow Blu-rays, but there we go. Yeah. yeah. Arrow, t- if you just, just know, yeah. he has literally just spent 150 quid. If you want to sponsor 20th Century yeah, Geek, yeah, yeah, totally. we are totally down with that. Oh, we're so down with it. And also, if you've got any jobs going, I am yeah. currently unemployed, so hey, you know. If anything, this podcast... I'm self-employed, so I'm not. You really, are. I'm never unemployed. No, no. Uh, unoccupied. <laughs> Unpaid. Unpaid. <laughs> um, but this podcast is perfect for Arrow video, really, isn't it? Looking back oh, at totally. all those... We should really get them on. But if you get an arrow, if you get an arrow video deal, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be kill you. Well, no, I'd, I'd bring you in on I'll, it. I'll, I'll bring you in on that. I will pull a nail in your head, just yeah. like they do in Massacre Gun. Yeah, great arrow release, <laughs> especially that dual format, yeah. Steelbook edition. Steelbook edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, it is the new year. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've been thinking about these things, and we had a few. What's your it, What's your New Year's resolutions? New Year's resolution. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done any because I don't bother because I never keep them. No, it's true. It's I true. never do. Every year it's like, I'll try exercise more. I should lose some weight. I should do this, do that. No. 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 I have things I want to do this year mm. and I've already started doing them. Big one. All right, I'll, I'll, <clears throat> this is a bit of a, this, this may not come off. In fact, it probably won't. Right. right okay. But I'm doing some, uh, I'm doing a big Superman special later in the year. Right. 80 years of Superman. It's the thousandth issue of uh, Action Comics in April. Right. Okay. So it's a big year for a geek like me yeah, this yeah. year. Right. Yeah. So I thought, I've got to reach out to Superman. I want to speak to Superman. Well, Christopher Reeves sort of off the cards, yeah. to be fair, unfortunately. God rest his soul. Um, well, through my ghost hunting company, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Henry Cavill seems a little bit out of my reach. Yeah. So I contacted Dean Cain. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I thought, why not? Dean Cain seems like a really nice bloke. He seems a really down-to-earth guy. Maybe he'll be interviewed. Haven't heard back yet, but I'm going to keep trying. Well, so yeah. watch his space. I may or may not Dean Cain on 20th Century Geek. Wouldn't he be very angry, though, and disgruntled? Why? Because yeah, he was pretty shitty. No, he wasn't. I used to love that 90s Superman. Him and Terry Hatcher. Mm. Oh, it was good fun. It's the it's almost like a 90s version of Batman 66. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that campy, yeah. slightly silly take. Mm. But, you know, it's... I don't think he was shitty. I just think it he was, was, a just, good it was just it was just shitty programming. That's what it was. It was. Yeah. It was cheap, and it was you know. He could have had a if he had more budget. It would have been he would have flown. I'm telling you now. If yeah, yeah. Excuse I'm telling you now. But if you look back on it now, if you go back and watch it, mm. and you watch it alongside things like Batman '66, yeah, yeah, or um, which you got for Christmas? It's, uh, it's, down, yeah, it's down, yeah, down there. Yeah. It's down there in the TV back cabinet. Yeah. Or the that's a very loving present. To it was. Christmas, it was you know. very, very nice. But the dead and the um, the nineteen ninety Flash, mm. um, you know, those sort of things. There's a real kitsch silliness to them 
they work. Like they, they work in those universities. Seriously, go back and watch it. It's actually oh, it's I'm really fun, that. and it's really got. It's, it's on it's, YouTube as well. It is. Mm. It, it was, it was, it's got heart. That's what works. Mm. You know, a bit like the Flash and Arrow and all those things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work for a similar reason, but it's got heart and it works in that world. Okay. And cool. he, was, he was a good Superman, but that's besides the point. That's Sounds for the, that's for a future thing. Future, future. But it's again looking at that retro thing. So mm. what are we looking at today? Well, in recent years, we've had whether you want to call them soft reboots or resurgences or whatever, but I like to call them belated sequels. Mm. We've had sequels come out to films that were released decades ago. Mm. So, for example, just last year we had Blade Runner 2049, which is 30 years after the original Blade Runner. Mm. We had The Force Awakens, which is a sequel to Return of the Jedi, for intents and purposes. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Um, Shit! <laughs> I knew I'd seen that gold droid before. Did it not register at the time? No, I didn't. No, 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 no. And they kept talking about Darth Vader. I thought, surely uh. this is cross promotional <laughs> thing, you know? So, wow. um, but again, that was thirty years. And then we just yep. talked about another one. It's happened before. Psycho Two. Psycho Two oh, was yeah, twenty-three yeah. years after Psycho, and, and better than the original. Well, then about that. No, I think it is. We could talk about that. Mm. But the idea I had was that well. I, I like this concept of like belated sequels that come a long time later that acknowledge the period of time that's gone between sequels. Yeah. So in Blade Runner 2049, you get a craggy old um, Deckard. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, in, he's an old bloke. And in, you know, The Force Awakens, you get again a craggy old Han <laughs> Solo. <Force>. Yeah. <laughs> Just a so we're looking old... for films. <laughs> yeah. So, well... It's, it's true, like, yeah, old man. Well, they did it with Crystal Skull. You know, that was, again, yeah, yeah. a craggy old yeah, Harrison Ford. I bought you it on uh, Steelbook to go to <laughs> <in> the collection. <laughs> I will then put it <laughs> under the car tyre as I reverse out. I hate that film yeah, so much. Um, but the, the point was that, that, that some of these films are mm. good. And they sort of did it with, recently, with Terminator Genesis. Yeah. They tried to do that and tie it back into the you know to the first two and all sort of stuff with an old old man Arnie. See, I know we we disagree on Genesis. We do disagree. Right. On Genesis. I, I I really enjoyed the film and I thought it was very clever the nineteen eighty four kind of connection the way they went back to nineteen eighty four and Arnie was fighting Arnie. I think it was great. I think it was absolutely great. And it's horrendous. And, and then it kind of erases the timeline, the yeah. rest of the timeline for the rest of the films. So there's lots of plot holes in this film. However, I thought, as a concept, pretty good. Do you know, do you know what I, do I, I hate it? Because firstly, it's not a very good film. I don't think it's a very good film. But, mm. and then, but then it takes the two best films. And one of the films I love is probably one of my top ten films, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Sorry, in my we, top we went to yeah. the 3D. I've seen it in 3D so, yeah, now, yeah. and it was amazing, mm-hmm. right? Terminator Genesis literally says, you know, there's two really good films you liked. They're irrelevant now. Yeah, no, they, they, don't <laughs> they don't matter. No. And I'm like, well, no, because your shit. If if Genesis was a good film, mm. right, was a really good film, I think I'd accept that mm. and say, all right, you've reset the timeline. I can still back. I can go back and watch those, and I will go back and watch Terminator and Terminator Two because I love them. But the fact that Genesis was shit mm. j- was just almost like. So the problem you've got as well is that the Terminator, this is a whole different podcast. It is, but... Uh, yeah. the ter- we should do an entire Terminator podcast. We should we do, yeah. talk about... We'll do a whole the retrospective. Plot, the plot holes and the timelines and how timelines lie next to each other and alternative realities. It's a completely yeah. wormhole of, of, you know... We should, because I'm even confused as like, at what point does Terminator 2 actually take place? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a bit weird. Anyway, but anyway, regardless... Terminator Salvation, yeah, you're right, is, is a kind of... Genesis. Gen, sorry, yes, Terminator Genesis is a good example of 
this happened this much afterwards. Yeah. You know, and that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like, it's not, re- it's not a rebrand. It's not a, a reboot. It is, let's continue the story of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it, it does take it in different directions. Mm. And there are certain things, I will admit, there are certain things in Genesis I quite like. Like some of the action set pieces are pretty good. Yeah. Like you say, the Arnie on Arnie action. You know, I've always wanted to see Arnie on Arnie action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's big man for you. Whatever, that's yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my bears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Get to my asshole. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, so. I had to think then, said, what films would I like to see a belated sequel to? Human uh, Centipede. Human, well, it's not been long enough. Maybe in 50 years or 50 30 years, years yeah. I'd like to go back and find out what happened to those bodies. Yeah, exactly. What happened to <laughs> find they're still alive. Mm. Well nutritioned on a vegan diet. Yeah. Um, so what I thought was, I've taken five films mm-hmm. and I, I spent, I was just, it was a slow Friday afternoon just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I typed Did up you work, some, work from home, Scott? I may have been working from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I uh, I typed up some ideas I have for, for films of my youth, I love, that I think could do with a belated sequel. Yeah, on, so, that, on that notion of your youth that you love, you know, these were probably films I saw when they came out of the cinema. I saw some of these at cinema. Well, I probably remember the first ones being made or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of an age gap here, folks. No, not much, though. Not much, Ten no. years with that. So, I'm mm. going to throw out... So, we're going to start with... In fact, I'll let you choose, because there's five there, so... You know, I'll let you, I've got them in for you. You can probably hear the paper rustling. Mm-hmm. But do you know what? So I'll read them out and you can choose which one we oh, go man. first. Yeah, so yeah, here's yeah, the yeah. five that I think we should discuss. Right. So Willow from 1988. Mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China, Great 1986. Film. Great film. Labyrinth. See, three good films already. Yeah, yeah, yeah 1986. Yeah, totally. Tell you. Monster Squad, 1987. Yeah. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Have you got Monster Squad on Blu-ray? I do. I have a Spanish edition down there. I need to borrow it. Because, again, it's not released over here on Blu-ray no. for some reason. Don't know. Arrow, if you're listening, yeah, Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. <laughs> yeah. But you are listening because, of course, we are the number one pioneers well, when it comes to your... Not only were they were listening because I bombard them with emails. This, they, I just send them the MP3 of this on a regular basis. <laughs> so, yeah, have a listen. Seriously, Monster Squad would be an, would be an amazing film. Where is it? I can't see it. Uh, second row from the bottom and second one in. Next to Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, okay, yeah, the one with the Una Palatibaco Makinikanaka. That's the one. Yeah, I'll have to borrow that if that's Monster right. Squad in Spanish. I haven't seen that in years, so yeah. Great film. Okay, mm. so let's start. Should we just start from the beginning? Let's start with Willow. Willow, yeah, good. So Willow, you know, so there's going to be spoilers, but all these films are quite old, to mm-hmm. be fair. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not the point. So Willow follows um, a young... Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis as Willow Offgood. Yeah. Uh a uh, daikini, as they call them, Peck. Peck, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they have a proper name, but like the, mm. it's almost like the derogatory term from it is Peck. Out of the way, Peck, and he gets kicked back. Yep. But basically, he it's a, a young baby is found in the reeds of a river uh, by his village, and it is determined that she has to be returned to the human mm-hmm. um, village, human people. Uh, and it basically, unfolds he that this little girl is a prophesized savior for these people hmm. uh, he goes on a quest very Lord of the Ringsy. he comes across uh, a young Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan mm-hmm. um, who's actually really awesome in this film Val Kilmer's great I've always liked Val Kilmer yeah I think he's an underrated actor 
He lost it a bit recently, I think. He's got throat cancer, isn't he? Oh, does something? he? Yeah, I yeah, didn't he's know that. He's been very unwell, so. Um, but he is good. I do like I him. Think as... He's quite limited what he can do with these. Yeah. Days. And besides, well, Val Kilmer, if you're listening there, <laughs> and and you're gonna die, um, just maybe just give your money to us. Yeah, I'm happy for any be, donations. Yeah, I have yeah. a Patreon account, so yeah, if you want, yeah. there we go. Um, but he was, he's fantastic in it. And yep. they go on a quest and eventually they have to go. There's all magic and all mysticism involved. And then there's an evil witch and there's a big battle at the end where people get turned into pigs. Mm. Um, and Willow uses his magic to save the day and mm. the baby. And, and, and uh, uh, the baby's called... I've got it here somewhere. Um, Alora Dannon. Yes. Um, and you know she's basically this mystic baby that could save the world. Yeah, and the end of it, he goes back to his village and you know lives with his little, with his um, his, little. his little wife and his little kids. <laughs> it's a wonderful film. Oh, and Willow is a great film. No, Warwick lo- Davies. I, I I've met Warwick Davies. I've spent some time with him. I spoke to him. He's mm. a lovely guy, a really lovely guy, you know. And and uh, and I think that comes across in this film as well. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he was so young because it's a George Lucas film. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was fresh, fresh off uh, an Ewok. Wasn't he, he was the he, only yeah, time yeah. he's appeared on. The first, I think it was the first time he appeared without wearing a suit. Possibly, you, mm. you're possibly right. Mm. I think when he made this film, he was like either 19 or 20, something like that, because he was mm. a lot younger when he made. He was only in his teens when he made um, Return of the Jedi. Mm. So he's like 19, 20 when he makes Willow, mm. and they said to him, "Can you act older?" <laughs> so he was like, "All right." So this is like you know, so 88. So this is literally 30 years mm. this year. So he'd be in his 50s now, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and still good, still appears in all the he's appears in all the Great. Star Wars films. Yeah. Um, so here's my story, and I'm, I'm going to read you this story. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is a story. This is just my notes. So, okay. so for thirty years, Willow in the kingdom has lived in peace. Mad Madigan is still king with Sorsha, and Alora Dannon has grown to be a princess of the people. Willow often visits and has become a strong wizard in his own in his own right, and advises where he can. However, there is word that a new dark power is growing and ready for rebellion. When the queen is attacked and killed by magic on a royal visit, the king readies readies for war and revenge, but no one knows who the enemy is or what they want. Not knowing how to handle an enemy he can't fight head on, the king turns to Willow and Alora for advice. They go out to find out more from the people. They find that the attack was carried out by a disenfranchised group of magical creatures that did not realise that they were attacking the queen until it was too late. This has given further rise to a group that is growing in power that believes that the time of peace has proven that the rule of man is the right thing and that expanding this influence over everywhere should be the goal. This group has grown to disdain all magical and non-human creatures and wants them driven from the kingdom or killed. Knowing that he is the has the ear of the king, Willow and his family are marked as a target for this group. He gets back in time to save his family, but the village is ravaged. Willow must reconcile his and the king's desire for revenge on the different groups with the need to maintain peace. Eventually, the leader of the Human Order group and his followers attempt to attack on the king at an event, seeing him as an ineffectual old and a a magic sympathiser. Willow and Alora return in time with a joint force of magical and human forces to support the king and show that they are stronger united. Basically, I was reading about the alt-right when I was actually (laughs) writing some of these notes out. So I want to use it as a bit of a. This is a, is a is a is a satirical film. That's a lot happening in that film. It's a good it? film, isn't it? Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was getting quite. Yeah. But what do you think about the idea of Willow coming back thirty years later as a grown older man, and you know, and mm. a Laura Dannon as a as a prince, as almost like a Diana figure, as a princess as a, of the people, as a really hot 
She well, yeah. Hot, she has to be a hot princess. Well, she'd be in her... Cameron Diaz. Well, no, she'd be younger than that. She'd be in her early 30s. Because she's a baby oh, in the okay. first film. So we're looking at um, the, the, the girl out of... Um, what's her name? Terminator. Ter- the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, Amelia Clark would be Amelia perfect. Clark would be perfect. I, I'd quite happily work with her on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, on, I'm on sure one, you would. One, one-to-one basis. Yeah, you know. acting coach. If she's listening, <laughs> if you need my input at any time. Uh, you want to be Amelia Clark's acting? I Amelia want, no, I just want to be her input. To, oh, okay. <laughs> Have you, do you, you say to her, have you got any Welsh in you? Would you like some? Would you like some? Yeah. yeah. I could do that. Um, thoughts on this, though. The idea, I mean, not just that story, but the idea of Willow coming back 30 years later. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 like, I like the whole fairy tale ending to Willow. Yeah. I think it kind of like, you know, it's got a neat little bow and it's done and the story is done. I don't think there's any other realms to develop, you know, to build peace to the land and this, that and the other. Did you know there actually are sequels to Willow? No, I didn't know. So George Lucas originally wrote this to be a trilogy. Okay. And uh, I think... Him if his fucking trilogy. I know. Well, no, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Mm. He, did, he did space opera, and now he wanted to do fantasy. That was his thing. He wanted to do his own Lord of the Rings. That was right. his idea. And so he wrote a trilogy, that, and so there were two of the films, or there was two of the stories, and they were turned into books a little bit later. And I think they're written by Chris Claremont, who's a quite a famous comic writer. Yeah, yeah. But you can get them on, e- on eBay or Amazon. Uh, for a couple of quid so it involves the Willow character oh yeah they're a continuation of the story and I think one of them I think they do start like are they short books? (laughs) yeah I think they're actually quite relatively (laughs) short they don't get great reviews because I think they are literally like here's George like George Lucas's pitch and it's been turned into a story and they're not particularly well rounded why didn't he make them? Because Willow wasn't a huge success. Was it not? No, no, no. Oh, I see, I thought he was. It was. I mean, it's great. It's a great film. That's it plays it. better now, mm. 30 years later, than it did at the time. And I think it's that thing, again, of... I don't, I don't think fantasy was... It's the 30th anniversary edition Blu-ray? There should definitely be a 30th anniversary edition hell, of Blu-ray. You know? Yeah. Um, but, at, but at the time, fantasy was done. Like, yeah. if you think of all the other films at that time... that Highlander. Were called, well, Highlander was yeah, Highlander's more sci-fi fantasy, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's kick-ass, so, yeah, yeah. and you've got a great soundtrack. Mm. But things like um, uh, what's the one with? Is it what's the film with Tom Cruise in Legend? Oh gosh! So you got you had Legend, and then you had Legend was terrible. Yeah, but Tim Curry as the devil Tim Curry was great. is all, is the yeah, best yeah, thing yeah, in yeah. that film. And there was a couple of other fantasy films at the time, and they weren't good, and they just sank. Like fantasy was done mm. at that point. Crawl. Crawl was oh, yeah. an ex- another example. Those films just didn't play, and Willow sort of got sucked into that, and mm. no one went to see it really. It didn't do particularly well, um, which is a shame because I think if if you were to make that, that film nine and a half weeks, a fantasy film was my fantasy. Yeah, different kind of fantasy. Oh, okay. Still involved, you know, mm. uh, magic. <laughs> lemon days, lemon nights. I think I've seen that. That's kind of like nine and a half weeks. Oh, okay. This is getting into sort of your, your perverse fantasy, isn't it, really? Oh, I see. I'm getting confused. No, different kind of fantasy. Is it? All right, so I'll tell you what we're saying then. Okay. You're actually saying then that Willow... Willow is... Willow was a self-contained Willow's thing. a full stop. Full stop. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a story to tell, though. Okay. No, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm quite, th- that was the idea of 12 minutes. So Willow is a... No- so I'm, that's I'm, a short I'm, conversation. Can I go home now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm almost pitching these. So you're almost like a producer, right? You're the yeah. Hollywood producer, and you've said, no, Willow's a full stop. Mm. Great. All right, that's intellectual property we're not going to go for. Okay. This one, I think you might be more interested in. Is this like a casting couch then? Is it is. Like I'm going to get my clothes off in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I say yes, we just keep the clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> my wife tries that, and it yeah. still doesn't work. Uh, so, how about this then? All right, a belated sequel. And this is actually going to tap into one of my other uh, big loves. This is uh, a belated sequel we to Big Trouble in Big... 
You can't do anal on here. That's just, that's just wrong. Just, that's <laughs> constantly. Is that a sound of eggs? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in the room with you. It is. <laughs> well, it's, I am in the room yeah. with you. Um, so, a belated sequel to Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, no, here we go. So, this is old man Jack Burton, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's a reason I like the idea of this. I like, again, it, I like, to be honest, I like it already. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you on this. Before you read any more, I am with you on this. Mm-hmm. I think the Big Trouble in Little China has limitless possibilities. Oh, it's a world I'd love to tap into. Totally. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the story I've written is is the best. No, I, I, I'm, is, I'm probably, probably going to say that to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like you say, I think there's... there's Potential in yeah. this, right? Yeah, so yeah. here's what I thought. Jack Burton has travelled all over and he's seen it all. However, he's starting to feel age creep up on him and he feels it's time to settle down. He catches up with his old pal Wang to let him know that he was willing to come back to San Francisco to look for a place to retire, but he gets no response. He asks around and everyone says that he went missing months ago and it's just best to leave it alone. Not being one to leave it alone, uh, let a friend down, Jack Burton takes to the streets to find out what happened. He is attacked by a ninja street gang, but saved by a beautiful Chinese woman. Mm. After he tries to come on to her, only to be rejected for being too old, uh, but she will accept his help when it turns out she, uh, when she learns that he is the legendary mm. Jack Burton. Mm. She is Wang's daughter, and she is trying to get her parents back from a Chinese dragon that has taken up residence under Chinatown. This is the bit I like. The movie then becomes the standard fantasy action comedy with Jack being... Uh, Jack's being the punchline in it, many jokes. Usually the fact he's just too old or whatever, that sort of thing. I'm too old for this shit. The final confrontation would have Jack as the hero riding and eventually killing the dragon, probably by accident, on Alcatraz Island. Nice. Are you sold on this idea of Big Trouble in Little China 2, Old Man Burton? Uh, Yeah, Old Man Burton. Totally. Because, I mean, Russell. I mean, I know you're Russell, love. I do. I think he's amazing. And I think that he can pull off anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, he's, he's, he's Jack Russell. Yeah, no, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Jack Russell. <laughs> 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 he's, he's Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can pull off anything. Because there's, there's been talk of, like, you know, a reboot and a remake with The Rock as Jack Burton. Oh, it's right? happening, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's... they keep saying that, and it's on his docket, but The Rock's doing that many films. Like, God knows what he's doing. But yeah. here's the thing, right? Do you want to show everything in, which I find out? Yeah, find out. Okay. Here's the problem I have with this idea of a remake. Mm. Right? And it's, a, some, it's the problem I sometimes had with Arnie films and Stallone films, right? Mm. The Rock is too big. To be Jack. Yeah, I go, okay. I'll Jack Burton should be sort of... He's, the, the, he's just an average Joe, isn't He's an he? average Joe. He's a yeah, truck yeah. driver. Mm. And the fact that like he thinks he's bigger and more macho than he actually is, is the joke. Yeah. All right? And although... Um, Kurt Russell was in shape and stuff. He wasn't slouch. He wasn't a chubby bloke or anything. No. But he wasn't like a hench. No, you didn't he didn't look at him and go. Exactly. He wasn't an action hero. Exactly. You, know, you don't look at him yeah. and go a typical action hero. Yeah. He's so much like he's like, like Bruce Willis. He's exactly. Like Bruce that's Willis. the reason Die Hard works. It's because yeah, yeah. he's an everyman. And that's the point of like Jack Burton was, was and I hope I don't offend any of my audience, but it was that dumb American character. He's all mm. confidence and bravado. Yeah. And in some cases he can back it up, but like, you know, probably like nine times out of ten. He can't. But when when you say dumb American, though, is that that I'm kind of getting the idea that you you, you know when you burnt that American flag this morning <laughs> in the garden, that uh, you, I was cold, you, right? You, I you was cold. cold. You was cold. I never do that. I wouldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't. I got. Just, I have got. I've just got... the pictures of Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
That's fair enough. Oh shit on them. Um, but the idea of this is as an old like, old dog because I think Curtis was just saying would would look awesome. Oh, yeah, like, he's a great old back, guy. Big big handlebar moustache is how I see him, but with the mullet. The mullet remains, and he's now grown a big handlebar moustache. Yeah, but he has to shave off the moustache to look like he did in the 80s. There'd be a reason why he has to shave off it's the moustache. It's got to be like a montage thing, like a Rocky video. At the end, video. to get ready for the final battle. Yeah. yeah. I'm back. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I think that w- I think that'd be awesome. I think the Chinese lady should be um, played by Amelia Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that uh, I should. I do you know what though? I just want to say because mm. there's a lot of Chinese actresses that would actually be very good for the role. In fact, like, there's some really good ones mm. I can I can sort of think of. I don't know the names, but there's I'm sure they could find some very good Chinese actresses. But do you like that? So all right, as a, yeah. as, as, as a pitch then to you as Hollywood producer, mm. you know Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the kind of one I'd that be. Would, yeah, yeah, that, that'd yeah. Be me. yeah, that would be the casting couch you would run. Yeah. So you're on board then for. Big Hollywood, big trouble in Little China is going to get I think the a story line, sequel. Storyline is is pretty pretty good. You're involving dragons, which taps into a, a kind of a market at the moment, which is quite out there. You know, with yeah. Game of Thrones. Exactly, uh, that's what I was thinking. Really talented actress Amelia Clark mm. in it. Um, I think that yeah, I think it's it's I think it's got potential. I like the Alcatraz thing. I love the idea and, of that. And, and, and he destroys Alcatraz, you know, as a landmark. Uh, it is yeah, yeah, yeah obliterated. obliterated you know. Well, he killed the dragon. Yeah. Here's, right, there were two reasons I went to uh, Alcatraz Island right, mm. as a thing. Firstly, um, this whole thing about, um, you know, in, in Man of Steel where they destroyed the city. Yeah. So in Batman v Superman, they go to some island that just happens to exist. And they, it was a, it's going to be like a play on that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you take the battle out of the city. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing was as well, don't get me started on Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, Gotham's right next to yeah Metropolis. Metropolis. <laughs> what? Um, but the other thing I thought is again, like you have it on that island, like it would look. It's an iconic landmark that you could do some really good stuff on that. It would look amazing, yeah, yeah, being yeah. like a dragon breaking through the middle of it and all kinds of stuff. I thought mm. that looked quality. So yeah, I thought that. So that's my um, okay. So we're up that. So like let that. us know. You know, there's. I think there's some good uh, some yeah, yeah, legs yeah. up with that. So let's move on to the next one then. Okay. Uh, the next one is, and I think you will have some to say about this because it's uh, one of your heroes. Amelia uh, Clark. No, no, David Bowie. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about Labyrinth, 1986. Mm. Now, this is difficult, obviously, because Bowie's no longer here. Now, can you do Labyrinth without um, Bowie? What do you mean that Bowie is no longer here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that Bowie's around. Yes, no, I think he's but right. let's be honest. Um, There's yeah. nothing that I've bought you a gift. <laughs> it, it verges Turn on. Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. Can I say, right? It, well, I also appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of comes across as really creepy. I think you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So there is there is talk already of. Reboot. Oh. They've talked about rebooting it a number of times, and I think there's there's a great uproar for the fact that Jareth, Jareth is is of course um, Bowie. It is essentially him. You, you, it is. He there, is. There are certain roles within films that you can't have anyone else play. You know. Yeah. Um. I going back to your hero. You know, a, a snake. Yeah. Know? Exactly. You, like. You yeah. Can, yeah. You could have anyone playing else playing. No. Snake. And I hate the idea of them remaking. Uh, Escape from New York, and you know, it, yeah. it's, but they're, it's, not, they're not doing that, are they? No, no it's, it's, it's been shelved as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things again, I agree, where the character and the, the actor are so intertwined that I was, I was difficult, it was difficult for me, yeah. And I wouldn't want them to see so do some sort of 
um, horrible CGI. Yeah, like face cushion ish. Yeah, Rogue One type thing. Basically, which is good. Which was good, but it not, was good. Not, but not for this. No, 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 no. So I have an idea. So I don't know how you're going to take this one. This could this could go either way. Up the arse. Yeah, possibly. Right. So this was because it's still going to hook into it. The other thing I wanted with this though, it would also maintain I've never that. See you so nervous. I am. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I don't know. Upset. Yeah. This would maintain that mm. Jim Henson puppets like the, you know yeah right? yeah, so, yeah of course it's, so, it's got to be a Henson film yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it would maintain the puppets and the, and the practical right. special effects mm-hmm. so Toby the baby from the first film has all grown up and has two daughters of his own mm-hmm. he starts to have visions of the goblin kingdom in chaos and the labyrinth is literally falling apart he then starts to see goblins in the real world getting closer to his children mm-hmm. he is flashes of Jareth's tomb the goblin kingdom needs a new king is he going mad? Was something done to him as a baby? Can he get answers from his sister? Things escalate when his young daughter is taken to, and to save her, he must ask, ask himself, does he believe as all, is all of this in his head? He enters the kingdom with his older, with his other older daughter to save his child and help bring some order to the kingdom. As before on the journey, they meet odd characters, good and bad, one of which will eventually become the king of the Goblin Kingdom. Think Hook crossed with Wizard of Oz. Mm. So an older person, an adult, having to cross into that fantasy imaginary world and face up to the idea of, could you have, do you stop believing as an adult? Could you have a Die Hard film without Bruce Willis? Um, this, the, you, you, no. You couldn't. Let's, let's be honest. And I think that's where we land with Labyrinth. Okay, it's, I think it's a great. I think it's a great idea. You know, the fact that the, the Goblin King is dead, and, mm. and you know, we need a new Goblin King, and we need to, and it taps into him because, you know, maybe in essence, the in the first film, uh, Bowie when he took the he took the child, he wanted to take him so he could make him the Goblin King. He was going to be his heir. Yeah, that's what I always felt like. He was actually yeah. bringing an heir because you know that's. This is never explained why Bowie wants the kids. No, it's not. <laughs> which, is bit, no. which is a bit worrying. It was. Yeah. It really is, especially when you see his. You know that in fact his codpiece is, uh, you know, engorged. What codpiece? There is no codpiece. No, it's just his cock. That's all it is. <laughs> it's clearly his cock. If you look, you could actually see that it's his cock. Oh uh, yeah. The fact of the matter is, he is. Um, yeah, he is happy to have a child. Yeah. But um, but it's it's I like the idea of the concept of the story, but I don't think you could make a labyrinth over that Bowie, and he's unavailable at the moment. So you know, I, I I genuinely think that that the problem is is that no matter what story you have of labyrinth, it is a Bowie. So Bowie is key to this. The Goblin King is key to this. You can, you, if you kill off the Goblin. Is there King. anybody in modern pop culture that has that same? Because there's always been people like there was like you know that mysticism that weird. Because do you know do you know who I was thinking? Alan Rickman. No. Think about him, Alan but Rickman, right? As, but he's would, also would, dead. No, but Alan Rickman would have been an amazing Goblin. Character oh yeah, yeah. Because the similarities between Alan Rickman and Bowie are just mm. phenomenal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, don't be wrong. What I was thinking is though, someone who has that level of like mysticism and and, and oddness to them, that you could then utilize on screen. In a sort of way, so like Bowie, like Jareth is almost like Ziggy Stardust. In a, you know, it's it's another. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a persona. Jareth is another facet totally. of, of Bowie. Yeah, right? he's it, more he's more Ziggy than anything else. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It, it's it's less an act. He's not acting. He's just being, right? In mm. many respects, and I, I also feel like there are other other things again, like um, almost like in a Michael Jackson way of like he lived in his own world. So that, you know, it was that 
sort of oddness. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. The person that kept coming to mind in that show was Lady Gaga. And I'm not saying... She, oh, a sure. Goblin Queen. A Goblin Queen. Yeah. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? So I think she would like bring something really interesting to uh, the her role. Her father was a Goblin King. Yeah. like She was another child that was taken... When she's, Toby she's, Toby was rescued, but this one another child wasn't maybe because she's done a couple of films. Yeah, well, she's in American Horror Story the last two yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done acting. I mean, she's not bad in American yeah, Horror. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. her. She's not bad. At and all. I think she has that level of like she she is a creative mind that I think would bring something to the project that's new. Very interesting pitch that. Hmm. That's plausible. And I wouldn't want it as a reboot. I think, I think it'd be a direct sequel. It would follow on. And like you yeah. said, I, 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 I would still... 30, 40 years later, whatever. Yeah. It's 40 years, yeah. it, since it was made. Uh, well, that's 86. 86. Oh, so 30, 32 years. Not too bad, yeah, 32 years. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean... So let's uh, tr- now throw that in then. So okay. then basically, an adult Toby and his child has to face up to... Lady the gob- Gaga. Lady Gaga as the Goblin Queen. Now that's a different aspect to it. I think that's very much a different aspect to it. And she has to marry someone... She's looking for she maybe she's looking for an heir, and that's why she's taking this daughter. Maybe she's just, she's taking this little girl. She needs to mate with someone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what she says to Toby. She's like, "Well, come mm. and be my goblin king." Yeah, and maybe she she crosses over into our world as a pop star, so she can do. You could play that. things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, her yeah. music could be definitely part of it. Because again, she's a musician, so she could do a musical number. Of, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Of. You need a musician playing. I think you know. I think it's a yeah. So am I? T- uh, is, is, so has this got legs? Have, have I actually? Yeah, have, I, I think it might have with Lady Gaga in the role. So that's, that's a completely different spin on it. So we're, we're three in. Mm-hmm. We're three in, and of the three, I yeah. think we've got one that's been shot down. So Willow is, is a full, oh, stop. Yeah, Willow's full and stop, and I'm happy on that. Big trouble in Little China. That's a tick, though. We're going to go ahead with it. Yeah, we're going to go ahead. And I think I'm getting almost... I'm, I'm persuading you on Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth. I'm not too... Yeah, I'm all right with that. Lady Gaga being the, the, the you know the child of Jareth. Her father's dead. Or brother of Jareth or whatever. You yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, she could... I mean, she could... If, if the thing is, it could be, actually... You, know, you could do anything with it. Jareth's dead and she's claiming the throne as his... As a, yeah. as a relative of his... But the goblins want to bring in Toby because actually he was Toby was Jareth's chosen heir, and throughout life he's been you know actually he might have been rescued, but they've been feeding him things, or there's something mm. that makes him the true heir to the goblin throne. I don't know something like that. Or maybe um, Jennifer Connelly's. Um... I'd bring. She'd have to cameo in it as well. Yeah. I'd just bring Jennifer Connelly because she's a great actress as well. I do like Jennifer. Maybe Connelly. maybe her mother was a whole, and uh, David Bowie is a father. Could well be because that's never yeah. it's never explained. I mean, you know, it's, there's yeah. some real weirdness goes on in that film. Because the fact that like when you realise in that film that Jennifer Connelly is actually supposed to be fourteen. I think she isn't. Like she's fourteen or fifteen in real life, but she's supposed to be fourteen. Oh, I don't know if she is the... in real life. I think she was. She was much older in real life. No, 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 she... no. She wasn't. Was she that? No, she was fourteen when that film was made, or fifteen when wow, that film was made. Wow. Well, I tell you what, I have to go and see some counselling. Yeah, that's that's yeah, like, yeah. It makes you reevaluate yourself. Doesn't it? Like, Whoa, really? But um, wow. it makes you. Yeah, but oh well, yeah, now she's it makes. She's barely developed fourteen-year-old anyway. Oh yeah, that's what Jareth was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could tell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we've got oh, a win. I've got a win. You, we've got a win on Labyrinth. Can't believe he's gone back to his planet. I know. Wrong. So number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is 
we've already discussed this actually one. Number four from 1987, Monster Squad. Yeah. Now I want to say why I, why I chose Monster Squad. Mm. Mainly because the Mummy that came out last year was god awful. Oh, totally, yeah. All right, it was. Did we go and see that? We did go see. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And it's exactly. It was that forgettable. It was. It was horrendous. Um, yeah, when I consider the number of friends I've actually got, yeah, this is that's you. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Really. it? Yeah, yeah. So, did we go see that? So here's the thing, right? So hmm. I I love the idea of bringing back the old school Universal monsters, right? Yeah. However, I don't think some of them work. In a modern context, Creature Creature on the Black Lagoon. Creature on the Black Lagoon would be amazing to bring yeah. it back, right? Because it's got some real. You could really revamp it because again, it hasn't really been done. Well, there's the Shape of Water coming out in February, which is a Guillermo del Toro sort of take on it, which looks amazing. But some of those, like you, the Mummy, was awful. They tried to do it as an action film, and it shouldn't be a horror, right? Mm. But I think again, if you want to introduce the Universal monsters again, you do it one of two ways. You either go full on straight horror. Yeah. Which is what I really think they should have done. Yeah. Or you use those universal monsters to bring in a younger audience and reinterpret, like in a, in a good way, right? And I'm not talking animated films, I'm talking Monster Squad. Okay. So yeah, bring yeah, yeah. back films like from the 80s where you actually put children in danger. <laughs> Goonies, Monster Squad. Uh, yeah, what's, yeah. The, what's the one where they go into space, you know, with um, River Phoenix in? Oh, explorers! Explorers, mm. those sorts of things where they're like, you know, even like time bandits, where they're just like, yeah, yeah we've yeah. got a child in danger. Nobody seems to care because it's good fun. No, oh. right? great film, what a great film. Yeah, so that was my idea. So I thought again. So this is what's happened: the kids have all grown up. Yes. Okay. Uh, had families and gone their own different ways. The events of the first film have been forgotten by most, and they're talked about by school kids as an urban legend. Okay. And so it's sort of fading into the background. Everyone's forgetting about it. Sean, the main kid from the first film, uh, is now the sheriff of a small town, but has kept the book safe all these years. So you know the one that sort of they use, mm. the Van Helsing book, and they've got the, the gem thing as well. He is still a fan of horror and has kept up to date uh, with all its ongoing, what's going on in the genre. His kids, however, have rebelled against this, thinking that it's all hokey and daft. Okay. So his kid, the kids are like, you know, oh god, you and your horror dad, it's ridiculous. Yeah, this never happens. Kind of thing. Yeah, you talk yeah. nonsense and why are you into, into horror? You know, it's all rubbish. Um, the book is stolen and Dracula is returned. Don't know by who by. He then uses the book to bring back... Kevin s- Spacey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i I, I got to say, right, jokes aside, I love Kevin Spacey. Great actor. I love his work. I love everything else. I think all this is coming out about him now is just ridiculous. I, I do think that. Seriously? He's I, admitted some of it. Well... Has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing, but there's nothing to. Let's not get into that. That's a different. I'm not getting into the politics. Is, is, is this? Is he? Is he? Is there any underage sex or anything like that? Uh, I don't know about that, but there's things like you know, like people waking up next to him and he's in his like pants or he's naked and some of the bits and yeah, pieces. Who hasn't woken up next to Kevin Spacey? You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair enough. But I think that he would be a brilliant Dracula. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless a, of right, regardless of whatever's happened, right? Because yeah, yeah. again, I'm not. I don't want to get into that. There are certain actors that I think would be great in some of these roles. Kevin Spacey, yeah. Jimmy Savile. So we've got a Dracula, possibly. Yeah. Someone. Okay. Um, Come on, Kevin Spacey, Young Children. Yeah. There's a film right there. <laughs> yeah, probably a biopic. Someone's oh, biopic. Yeah. Uh, so the book's on Dracula's Return. He then used the book to bring back several other monsters, old and new. Mm. 
Okay, the book is one source of power, but they need the gem from the first film. After several attacks, the sheriff Sean, sheriff Sean starts to suspect, but everyone thinks he's crazy. Mm. So he's like, "No, Dracula's back!" And I've seen people are reporting monsters. He thinks that he knows what's going on. Until some skids, kids from the high school, including his own kids, see one or more of the monsters. Mm. This then sets up sets the board for the final confrontation for the gem. Plenty of nods to modern horror and monsters, also to different interpretations of vampires, Dracula being the original, that sort of thing. Mm. So this isn't just the universal monsters, mm. right? That would be a part of it, because I would love to see, because I love the special effects in Monster Squad as well. Yeah. But you'd bring, you could bring in, like, modern monsters, um, and I'm not entirely sure what they are, to be honest. But you could do... Jason Voorhees. That's what I'm saying. Like you could bring is, in. I don't know who makes this. Universal, sure. I think Jason Friday's Thirteenth. Uh, possibly, possibly, yeah. yeah. So if whatever you've got access to, but you could also bring in. There are other things that you could, you know, um, yeah, like the, the faceless serial killer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those sorts of things um, that you could bring into this and have that nod of like you know someone talking about Twilight. I mean, it's a bit passe now, but someone talking about Twilight or, or vampires or whatever, and Dracula mm. being like you know. Fuck you and you, you shitty vampires. All that's then, but re- and reimagining of like you know, basically mm. reintroducing again, reintroducing it to the kids. Mm. So Monster Squad uh, would be yeah, be thirty years. It was thirty years last year, so it'd be thirty-one years this year. Monster Squad Two, the new squad. Yep, the new recruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. That sounds good. So I haven't seen Monster Squad in a long time, which is why I probably that's why I want to borrow off you. Yeah. But um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I remember that. But yeah, and I think it's I think there's a story to be told. It's like Goonies. Yeah. Goonies is the same same principle. You know, I think Goonies is much like Monster Squad. You know, you you need to tell the story of what happens next. They're growing up now. That happened thirty years ago. What happens next? Mm. What's the next part of this story? You know, because that shouldn't end there. So no. The Goonies, you know, getting back together to do one more adventure. Yeah. You know. That needs to happen. That film. Oh yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. It would. Lo- I'd love to see that. But that's it. So I think Monster Squad thirty years later. I think it would be great. And I think someone mm. like Shane Black could do it. Or Shane Black would be great to do. Well, he wrote story. the original. Yeah, yeah. Did he write? The original? He wrote the original. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of I Shane Black's. It's one of Shane Black's first scripts. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a, amazing. Yeah. Now there are some plot holes in that film, right? Yeah. That really bother me. Okay. Right. But I'm not going to bother him because it's one of those films that I'm even like, I don't care. For example, there is one that does bother me and sort of trips me up. Mm. When Dracula is, is he escapes from the plane, mm. he, the coffins and that all drop, when he's yeah, got yeah. Frankenstein and stuff, right? Um, and he brings all the monsters together. It just so happens to be, the, the place the plane drops from seems to be by accident, but it just happens to be in the town where the book is, <laughs> the, where he's bought the Van Helsing book. It's all yeah. very coincidental. That I, I can sort of accept that from a kids' film from the eighties. Yeah. The bit that really bothers me is the next time you see all the monsters, they have seem to have acquired a hearse that's got a skull gearbox lever. Now it's yeah, yeah. cool as hell, but at what point has someone custom they, built them? Yeah. <laughs> custom built them a car just in case they drop yeah. by. You yeah. Never know. Now, I, if they just stole that from a bunch of goths, I want to see that scene. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Enough. And I would accept that in mm. my head. Right, I have put that scene in that film. Where Dracula walks into an auto body shop and is like, I want that car, yeah, yeah. and just takes it. But it makes no sense otherwise. The process is a deleted scene, then, when it's released on the 30th yeah. anniversary edition. Yeah, that's it. Is it 30 years old now? Last year. Wow. 80, 87. Wow, and they still haven't done it in this country. There's still, yeah, there's still no Blu ray release for Monster Squad. Arrow, Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a re- if you do it like a lovely like go mm. back do a real clean up job on that yeah. some great uh, special features do you know the special should, features on that are really good actually the bride of Frankenstein we should have that as one of the characters in the monsters yes too, played by Mila Clark <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think okay mm. fine I'm, I'm happy to go with that. you're the producer do yeah, what you yeah, want yeah. so here's the final one yeah alright now this is to me this is a biggie Okay. Because this is my favourite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this film meant a lot to me uh, when I was a kid. And it's actually 30 years old this year. And I will be doing a re- retrospective review of this film. You've got it on Blu ray? Uh, upstairs, I do, yeah, in oh, the okay. attic. Mm. Thought you did. Yeah. Um, I will be doing a 30 years retrospective on this film mm. at some point in the future. So, who framed Roger Rabbit? That was Judge Doom, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, so that's the film, but the film I takes place. Right, yeah, I'm not asking. I thought it was a question. All right, you're being a dick. <laughs> but this one's an interesting one, right? Is that a statement or a question? Yes, <laughs> bit of both. Right. So, Who Framed Roger? Although it was made and it was released in 1988, the film is set in 1947. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's a period piece. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's set 40 years or so before its time. So mm. you'd have to sort of jump it forward, but it'll still have to be a period piece. Yeah. So I thought, let's jump it forward, and I will now set it in 1987. Interesting. Right, so you've had that progression, mm. okay? So almost 40 years later. So almost 40 years later, because mm. the film's 30 years old this year, so it's That's technically brilliant. 30, 40 years later. So I thought, 40 years after the first film, Roger is a faded star, brought out for the odd guest appearance on cartoons and documentaries. And he has a drink problem. Yeah. He's got to have a drink problem. He's got some sort of issue, yeah. Mm. Frustrated with not being able to perform or being upgraded like so many of his former peers, he has tried to pursue his other avenues, all blown up, you know, all blown up by his need to be funny. So you've seen other characters have been like, you know, they've become CGI characters or they've become newer versions like Mickey or or, Mm. uh, Bugs Bunny. He hasn't had that. Right? He's just been left behind as this 2D animation from the 40s. Mm. However, when the star of a new Saturday morning cartoon is killed and it looks like a retro character is the culprit, Roger teams with a new detective to find the real killer and maybe get a second chance at the big screen. Mm. The film would have Roger interact with a lot of characters that were created since the 40s and how they approached cartoon work differently. Everyone from the Hanna-Barbera characters, because mm. they were created in the sort of 60s and 70s, so Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which that are fading as well. So he's way back, and there, so you've got the, you know, I'd like to have a, a bit of Fred, like Fred Flintstone, who's sort of been left behind, or, you know, mm. Baby Herman having an argument with Bam Bam, because he's been hitting on pebbles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, to the new and upcomers like Transformers, oh. He-Man, Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So as they move through the world of the older new characters, they start to unearth that the victim had pushed back on his role as a mascot for overpriced toys and had been killed by accident. He was supposed to be roughed up and hurt with dip for the mm. first time to keep him in line and was uh, as a warning to other properties that they are owned and should do as they are told. Right. The head of the studio also covered it up and decided that it would also be an opportunity to clear out some of the old characters that were taking up space in the growing Toontown. So Toontown's the properties had to expand for these new characters. The film would deal with what it means to be relevant and how older media is sidelined. Also, how the cartoons had become adverts for toys rather than pieces of entertainment. Corporate versus creative. The whole film would play like a homage to buddy cop movies of the 80s. 
So instead of it, so you the first one's a noir, mm. isn't it? It's set as like a forties noir. So this one would be like Lethal Weapon, but with cartoon characters. That sounds good. But then, so that's the idea of that. So, so I think I'm missing a treat though. They should they, what they should have done as the sequel is Who Killed Roger Rabbit. Well, I think it should be Who Killed Eddie Valiant. Oh, Eddie Valiant, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who killed Bob Hoskins' character, and then he had to investigate that. But I, uh, I thought about that. Yeah. I did think about that. But then I thought, oh, but that's that'd have to be set in like the fifties, and it's too similar. Mm. You know, I'd want it to be. So I thought if I set it in the eighties, and they could, you could have a nod to Eddie Valiant, mm. you know, and that sort of thing, because obviously, poor, you know, Bob Hoskins, God rest his soul, passed on now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I love this idea of a nineteen forties like toon character having to face up to the fact that he's irrelevant. But he was able to be creative. He could do all this daft, crazy stuff as in his cartoons. And now he's having to watch, you know, Optimus Prime as a cartoon character literally just be there to sell toys. Mm. So he's like, well, where's, all the, where's the, creative, the creativity in that? Where's the imagination? You're not entertainment, you're an advert. And have that sort of, like, bitterness about it and that sort of thing. Which is, again, it's a bit of a statement on modern mm. corporate... You know, toys and that's maybe, like, maybe he could be made at the end of the film into a three D. Well, that was what I was going to say. At the yeah. end of it, you could get you know. I'd like to the the film would be done in two D. He would still be used as two D animation, yeah, yeah. right? But then I'd like to see the idea that at the, at the end of it, he could get turned into a CG character, mm. but then decide, no, no, I'm happy. Turn me back. What about Jessica Rabbit? Is she still about? She's still about. She'd be the same, but she's left him. Yeah, she got to, She left him. He's got to be down on his luck. He's he? down on his luck. This is like he—he he is really pushing. But like you say, he can't—he can't get work. No one wants to work with him because he's—you know—all he talks about is his heyday, of you know being uh, the the heydays of the forties and you know how he saved Toontown and all sort of stuff. Jessica Rabbit opens the door. She's in a flat and she's rabbits everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. He's playing alimony for fifteen hundred kids. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, like, I'd really like to see, like, it's, it would still be fun and I'd love to see it played. Like, so you'd have, like, really good car chases and you'd have all the proper, yeah. like, you have, like, the proper, like, 80s buddy cop mm. tropes, but played out with tunes. Um, you know, and have, have him get to the head of the studio and, and that even sort do, of thing. Even do a parody of, of you know, Wanna Jump? I'll jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, no, I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you could do because there's a two and he's going to live. Mm. And like, you know, you could pull the joke of like they look down and there's not an airbed there anymore. And he's yeah. like, he's like well, you, you'll be all right. I'm no, no, I'm not jumping. Um, yeah. So mm. Bugs, but uh, Roger Rabbit talks a, a suicide victim down, or you know, um, you, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know, sort mm. of like doing the. He, he does this all the whole. Um, uh, I like that. I like it. Uh, Mel Gibson yeah. sort of thing where he pretends to be crazy that sort of thing oh I like it mm. so your soul and Roger Rabbit soul and Roger Rabbit yeah I, I really love the idea of, a, of an 80s set Pitch it. Roger Rabbit Just, I am pitching it now I'm yeah. hoping that like yeah, Disney and, and, Pitt and whoever it was that made it Touch, was it Touchstone? Touchstone, which yeah. is a Disney subsidiary, I think. Yeah, I think it is now. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything's a mm. Disney subsidiary now. I do believe that you and I are actually a Disney subsidiary right now. I was, I was made by Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are all owned by Disney. We are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think that would be quality. Oh, I think it's really great, great idea. You've got great so idea. much potential there to bring mm. in so many characters, you know. I've um, got crossover possibilities there. Well, that's it. You yeah. can look like a retirement home for old tunes. You know, um, if he is then going to go to a bar where there's all these sort of like bitter. Who, who old... would be the new the new detective? Who would be Bob Hoskins? Ooh, 
modern a modern See, I think uh, someone like but you, well, um, you, it's not noir remember so you're replacing a, a noir detective with an 80s so who would play he'd have to be the straight man wouldn't he because yeah, Ro- Roger Rabbit's the so he'd have to be your Murtar Carl, Carl uh, not Carl what's his name Forgot his name, the forty-year-old version. I'm looking at it now. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I like Steve Carell as an idea. Mm. Right? Well, I was thinking the other way though, mm. right? Because I because he's a comedian, mm. yeah, and I do like his work. But if this is going to be an action, like an '80s sort of action throwback, and and he and Roger Rabbit's going to Bruce Willis. I was yeah, Bruce Willis was was was, was wow. right. Yeah. I was thinking Bruce Willis, but I was also thinking, like, all right, you want to modern it up. You're going to want someone who's a straight action star. Mm. So you want someone like you? They need to be the straight man. They Chuck need... Norris. No, no, no. Is whether I'd have those in it. I'd have people have cameos, and Chuck Norris would definitely have a cameo in it. But I was thinking you'd need a modern action star who needs to play the straight man because mm. if Roger Rabbit's going to be your Riggs, you need a Murtaugh. So we're doing Kurt Russell again. No, 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 no. I don't want him to be a craggy. I want him to be a younger person. It's got to be someone who's a, a cop now who's quite straight laced. I'm thinking Jason, some... Jason Statham. No, I was thinking someone like, who's a good actor. I love Jason, but they've got to be a straight actor. So I'm thinking like Chris Pine. Mm, um, I was okay. even thinking Carl Urban. Someone who can play straight, but yeah. has enough sense of humour to be the straight man. You've got Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. would be, be quite perfect, good. wouldn't he? They need to be able to be reserved and be the straight man, but then have that humour when it came, when it comes to it. Much like Bob Hoskins was. Kevin Spacey? <laughs> Who's dropped that bit? He's not. Let's be, let's be honest. There's no point casting him in anything because he will not appear in anything. He's literally just been removed from a film. Well, he, All the money, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally took him out. And House of Cards have been. House like, of Cards is cancelled. So let's. Right, he's not going to appear in a film. They're doing a new series of House of Cards without him in it. Yeah, yeah. which could be interesting. Yeah, I'm not no. sure that's going to work, but no, no. CGI. Someone else is facing. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, because Bob Hoskins in the first one is a straight man. Mm. He has those moments of humour. He's got a bit, you know. He's got, but he's the straight man because mm. Roger Rabbit's your comedian. So you need that Bob Hoskins character. So it can't be a comedian. It can't. It needs to be sort of like a straight action guy. But Steve Carell, though, you've seen him in stuff like Foxcatcher and stuff. Oh, he's a great that, actor. Right? Don't he's get me wrong. Wonderful actor. Yeah, yeah. So he might actually be because then he's old enough as well to be yeah. like. Because he's old enough again to then be like, oh, I'm I'm close to retirement. So See, do Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would be good. He'd be, that, that would work. In fact, I think that'd be really good. Tom Hardy's like I could just see him getting frustrated and pissed off with having to deal with a tune. Mm. Like, ugh. In much the way Bob Hoskins did at yeah, the time. My father didn't like tunes. My grandfather didn't like tunes. <gasps> oh like yeah. So yeah, alright, so okay. So that and that's so that's who Roger turns to. Mm. So Roger turns to him that it is, it's Bob Hoskins' grandson. Yeah. Um and he's yeah, so he's like, you know, Tom Valiant. Yeah. 40 years later. Oh, all right. Now, I'm down with that. See? Genius. That's good. Genius. It's his son or his grandson. Yeah, okay. I should be, I should be employed by Arrow Films. Yeah. So I should be. Okay, I'm getting down with that. I like the idea of that. Mm. So that that's my five. So for five for, for five films, I've pretty much sold you on four. Yeah, not too bad. That's not bad. Yeah, so I, I like the I'm idea. Of, to see. I, know, I know that Hollywood at the moment is absolutely stuffed with... Um, sequels and reboots yeah, and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. But there's a reason because people want to see these characters, right? I love original concepts. I love original films. We've had some really good ones, right? Mm. But I also like the idea of these sort of like belated sequels where you can dip in and see an old character and go, oh, that's where they are right now, like you said. And I think these are really strong. Mm. 
I threw this out to the Twitters uh, a little while ago yeah. to find out what other people thought. Okay? So, some of the ones that came back were, and these are interesting ones, uh, Flash Gordon. So, bring mm. bring back the, the, the 1980 Flash Gordon cast. Not sold on that, to be no, fair. No, no. Because I thought they'd all be a bit too old. There's a lovely tin edition of that, by the way, steelbook edition of Flash Gordon. Yeah, it's mm, lovely, really isn't it? Yeah. So, True Lies... I'd love to see another True Lies. Right. An old, old, an old Arnie doing True Lies. And a very hot Jamie Lee Curtis who still looks hot. Oh yeah, yeah, she's stunning. Um, so a few others that need sequels. There's two here. I think that I think I'm well. Uh, so Roger Rabbit actually came up mm-hmm. a few times. A few other people have said that. Um, Tron was one. Tron. Yeah, they, that got one. No, Tron no, Legacy. No. I, I think Tron is Tron's dead in water. Beetlejuice. Well, they, they, it's it's being done, isn't it? They keep saying, I would love mm. it. Michael Keaton's great. I think he oh, can still do it. Oh, Keaton signed for it. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is that thing, but when Ella Ryder isn't, hasn't signed for it, she can't. She's in the contract for Strange Days. Um, Monster Squad yeah. was, was came up again, as we said. Um, Mystery Men. Uh, the Ben Stiller film. Yeah. Uh, wasn't too sure I, I like the film but okay the mm. other one was uh, Small Rats it's a Kevin Smith film well I don't know no but, but then Small Rats is kind of like they sort of yeah. you've done Clerks 2 recently Clerks right. of Dogma you know yeah. I mean it's it, they all sort of exist they all do exist yeah, the well, it's the James Allen Bob character forever. it's the viewer skew they call it the viewer skew universe yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. here's one I yeah. want King Conan. Old man Arnie mm. as King Conan. But wasn't he supposed to be coming back to do a Conan film? They've, 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 it's been discussed many, many times, but they've never really got around to it. But would you? It was in production. I don't know. I'm aware of. But would you want to see? I would love to uh, see. Uh, yeah, totally. Him as Conan again, totally. He's, he can still do it. Arnold Schwarzenegger as an. I mean, he hasn't got to do a great deal because you could have other people doing all the action bits. You know, the action beats. But Arnie as old man Conan, you know, King Conan. Yeah. I'd, I'd That'd be pay, awesome, wouldn't it? I'd pay to see that. I'd like to see Arnie do another Predator film. That's it, right. Here's an interesting pitch for you, right? Cause, oh, you know the new Predator film? I heard this the other day, right? And I know we're going off on a beat because we're talking about the latest sequels, but this is sort, this sort of this sort of works. Yeah. Mm. We'll get on to that in a minute, actually. By the way, that Legend of Conan. Yeah. So it's in development. Apparently. But in development could just mean that someone has it on their desk because there's something they want to do. It's not, means it may, may not have a director, probably hasn't got a script. You know, it's that sort of thing. Uh, what was I going to say? Predator. So Predator franchise. You know, you've got the new one coming out. Yeah. The Predator. Okay. I heard this the other day. Mm. So apparently, the way that they've played it, and I could be completely wrong because I haven't seen a trailer. I've seen that really cool lightning poster. Okay. The Predator... So Predator and Predator Two exist in the same world, right? Yeah. Even though that like Predator Two depicts this proper gang war ridden Los Angeles of nineteen ninety seven. So it's an alternate reality. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you had the Predator or Predators, mm. which I don't think many which is alright. I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it's Predators. Good. I, I thought Predators was a is it again a Christian Bale? Isn't there, isn't he? No, it's um, uh, Brody, Adrian Brody, Brody, uh, Lawrence, uh, what's his name? Very underrated film, I thought. Lawrence Fishburne. I thought it was was rather good fun. Hmm. I I did. I I, I like that more than I liked AVP. 
Oh, AVP, yeah, I ignore those. You know. um, apparently the Predator is meant to be, and I don't know if this is true, it's just rumour I've heard, is a direct sequel to Predator 2. This is Shane Black, isn't it? It is Shane Black writing mm. and directing and stuff. And, um, yeah, but I've heard it's a direct sequel to Predator 2. Oh, I like, that I like, makes me interested. I like Predator 2. I love Predator 2. Oh, it's great. Gary, uh, what's it? Uh, Gary Busey's son mm. uh, is in it, and apparently he plays the character of, like Gary Busey played in, in Predator 2. He plays his son look out, out to take revenge on Predator 2. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if this is true, if this mm. is true, and it's a direct sequel to Predator Two, yeah. that's got me more excited for it than I was before. I, I love the idea of that. I'd like the, to see a, a reboot. No, not reboot, but I'd like to see a story of you when know, you say about thirty years later, forty years later, Italian Job with Michael Caine. Old man Michael Caine, yeah, yeah. mentoring a new group of thieves or masterminding a new. Yeah, he's just come out of jail because he got caught for the last. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And uh, and then they're doing a, a heist. He's, he's brought him for a last heist. Yeah. That'd be quite interesting. That'd be I, quite. I, a cool. I like that. A good British film, better than the remake. Um, so, but it wasn't a remake. When we've had this discussion. Yeah, yeah. But you talk about it. So it's so belated sequels. The other thing that that sort of happened recently, mm. and and um, we sort of talked about it, is the thing of going back, is doing a new film but ignoring, pretty much everything but the first film. Mm. So there's a few that have done that. So Genesis, like I said, Genesis sort of ignores. Well, they, they, um, you know, they, it, 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 does, it, it doesn't though. It goes it, back and erases the other films, but yeah. does it within the film? Yeah, true. Because, I mean, it sort of ignores. Yeah. we're going to erase the timeline here. But they're doing it now with the Halloween, the new Halloween yeah, film. I'm not sure how I feel about this. So that's going to ignore everything but the first Halloween film, which yeah. I'm not sure about yeah. because that makes Michael Myers 70 years old, which is weird. But. Um, it, you know, there's bits and pieces that I'm, I'm not sure about, but I love the idea of it. Hmm. Do you, you know what's your thoughts on that though? But doing that, going back and doing a film that ignores other parts of the canon, as it were, you know, the continuity, hmm. and going back to that original film. See, I don't, I don't like it because the fact is, like, you've got people like Donald Pleasance's character, which which progresses throughout the films, all the it becomes crazier. Yeah, and also it gets burnt and he has a yeah. burnt face and everything like that. Well, that's from the second film, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, and he's but he's in like. Four one five mm. and stuff like that as well, and it's kind of like, but, and the story continues. It does all the Halloween films, part number three, which is Season of the Witch, which is completely different tale and different story altogether. Yeah. Great film, by proper way. meta film, Great though. Because at one point they go into a, they go into the, um, a house and they're actually watching Halloween. Yes, on television. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So proper meta. I, and I but, love, I love that's again the Arrow video Halloween three, please. That's yeah, what we yeah. need. We need an Arrow release of Halloween three. Um, okay, so you're not sure about. It. I don't know where they're going to go with it. You know, I, it's like it's like. Because, but, the, but the Halloween franchise, the continuity gets proper messed up because they keep dropping yeah. things like the, is the curse of Michael Myers because oh, it, it's about his niece, which is the little girl he then goes after. Yeah, but then there's that one. There's one of them as well where he releases the person, releases him from jail. Yeah, the person. This, well, this is it. That, that whole they, film and never that's appears again. Curse of Michael Myers. Mm. I'm sure it's Curse of Michael Myers. Is. Um, they have him being literally associated with the spirit of Halloween, Sam Hain. Yeah. There's a cult that apparently when he was born, he was bred to be this thing. And then this mysterious figure in black breaks him out of jail and walks off. And is never referenced in the film again or even in the franchise. And I'm like, but that's cool. I want to know more. It's crazy. Mm. But I want to know more about that. But it's dropped. Like, 
you know, because yeah, yeah. then you get H2O that then goes back, you know, doesn't say that the others didn't happen, yeah, but it's sort it of like, again, like... it goes back to the first, you, you could literally yeah. watch the first two films and then watch H2O. H2O. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now H2O which is, which doesn't could... exist because Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't die because she's in the next one. Resurrection, which is terrible. Well, um, she dies in Resurrection, that's right. Yeah, she? yeah, she, she dies. She in Resurrection. <laughs> but then Resurrection didn't happen because this new one... Well, apparently nothing happened it? other than the first film for this new one. So it's a kind of Bobby in the shower kind of thing from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. She'll wake up and be like, wow, that movie franchise they, idea was use, terrible. How are they going to use Jamie Lee Curtis all these years later? She, no she, idea. You know, because I mean, she's a very young Jamie Lee Curtis in there. Well, this is, but I liked the idea in, I don't know how they're going to do it and mm. I'm interested. I'm, I'm excited to see it because I think, you know, it, it could be good. Yeah. But what they did with H2O as a belated sequel for me mm. worked because mm. you took two character, you took characters or a character from that first two film that went through those events. Yeah. And like you say, you can watch um, one and two and then nothing for 20 years. It is. It's H2O. It's, it's Halloween 20 is what it's supposed to be. Mm. Not water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is why I think the marketing is possibly terrible. Yeah. Um, and then it's literally, it's like, what are the consequences of those events? She's She's got PTSD to an extent, you know, she's, mm. she's got trauma, so she's got a drink problem. Mm. She's got a new identity and a, a daughter that doesn't know about her past and they've got to deal with all that. And even as a slasher film, it's pretty good. I think I think Halloween 20 is actually a solid film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works well, as agree. a belated sequel because mm. you're going back to look at those consequences. It works in the same way that Psycho 2 works. Mm. You know, in, in it, Norman Bates is released from prison. And then you've got to deal with this thing of like, he's, people are saying he's sane, he's been a model inmate and all this other stuff. And then this question of like, does going back to the house trigger yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. So is the rest of the film in his head? Is he going crazy or is someone trying to twist him and that other things? And I love that idea. Oh, I think of, Psycho 2 is a great film. Psycho 2 is a really good film. Forget all the others because yeah, yeah. three and four are terrible. But Psycho 2 is a great, great concept. And I like the idea of seeing the consequences mm-hmm. of other films. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, yeah. you know, and that's why I think, that's why it works as a great concept. Mm. And granted, you don't want to wait 30 years to do it part two. And I hope they don't. They, no, they're not going to. They'll bring in older actors. But again, it's that concept of going, well, here's what happened to you as kids. Here's the consequences of those actions. Mm. Like, it doesn't go away. Mm. Um and that's why I think, like you know, seeing some of these things, especially films like, I mean, you know, I mean, these are, these have been daft, these have been daft ideas, but I quite like the idea in Monster Squad of like Sean becomes a sheriff, like he has to take up the law enforcement because, mm. you know, it, it, he he knows what's out there and that sort of thing. I mean, you could get the other way; he becomes a real kook. Yeah. You know that actually he becomes a bit like Mulder. Mm. You know, in the X Files, he's obsessed with like, no, 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 these things exist, and he's like, you know, everyone thinks he's crazy until. Until they, they come true. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I think so. I think belated sequels could be a good thing. Like they can be good if done well. Any other thoughts? Anything else about you know, any of the films? You just you just mentioned that untitled Terminator reboot. Mm. Now apparently that's another one. It's again, where they've said they are going to scrap everything but the first two films. Yeah, I, I think that's a different topic for another day. I don't agree with that. I think they should. You know, I think we should do a Terminator retrospective. Terminator would be a great podcast. We'll talk talk through it. Yeah, I think Evil Dead is uh, another one that springs to mind. Um, 
Well, they're sort of doing it there with the TV series, mm-hmm. Ash versus Evil Dead, which yeah, is great. This, Have you this, watched it? I love, I love it. I it's love great. It. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where, as I'm not sure, I agree with that. You know, as in sort of like, I think there's a story to be told from the films. Yeah. Because well, the book, the, the the TV show doesn't really pick up from where the films left off. It kind of like goes. Sort of. He was still working at. Still working at the supermarket. But the there's, smart, there's, yeah. There is the the medieval route. And he goes back oh, to yeah, medieval yeah, yeah, times, yeah. and I think that needs to be told. That story needs to be told, and how he gets because what he should, they should do now they've got they've got this timeline now where they've got him in the supermarket and they've got the book of the dead and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know Xena warrior princess who's still fucking hot. I'm sorry. I, I think the whole show is great. It's you know, such good fun. That they got that now, which is a great timeline. But they what they haven't told is the story of how he got went back in medieval time mm. and came back to this time. How did he manage to do that? And I think there's a, there's a niche there. There's a story he's in living, He's been living in medieval times for, for 25 years, yeah. 30 years. And this is a story of old hash in medieval times and how he gets through to modern, modern times, times. Which brings it into the television series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it think, could I do. That needs to be done. Because there's other ones like... Bridge I, the Gap. I'm, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking over there and I'm oh, going yeah, yeah. to throw a couple. I'm, I'm going to say over there. I'm looking well, at my selected... The first one I'll throw there is Ghostbusters. I was just going to say Ghostbusters. Because yeah, I think they, they could do a Ghostbusters 30 years later. So I, Ramis is dead. Totally. But you address that. No, I think yeah. they missed a beat. Because I, like, I actually like the 2016 film. Yeah. Right? The uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon one. I like yeah, it, right? Yeah. But I do think they missed a beat. Mm. where it shouldn't have been a reboot or anything. It could have been a hand-me-down. It could have been... Yeah, it should have been. We're too old for this shit, yeah. you know. And instead of them being cameos, it These literally are our is... daughters. Well, or yeah, or, or just a new team. And like they've got to bring someone in and they bring in those. And that would have been... I think that would have... Bridging the gap is what should have happened. Mm. But the other one I'm thinking is Gremlins. Mm. Now, I, I, whilst I enjoy Gremlins 2 for its, its absolute Looney Tune wackiness... Yes. And its yeah. Hulk Hogan... Meta cameo. Yeah, yeah. Totally love it, love it. Right? I think a, a, a sequel to Gremlins, mm. you know, where's Gizmo now? Yeah. 30 years later. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that, that's something I'd like to see. Um, there was, I don't know if you saw it actually, there's a, there's a fan film made recently, a Gremlins fan film that's been made. It's very short. It, it's about 11 minutes long. It's really worth seeing. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Mm. Um, and what it is, the concept is, that um, following Gremlins 2, they took the idea of Mogwais being a pet, and you can now buy a Mogwai as a pet. But what you've got to do is you've got to give them medication on a regular basis to pre- prevent them from transforming. But some uh, have, immune to it. have become immune to yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So there's a guy that goes around and collects Mogwais that are immune to uh, this medication. Yeah. And the story is literally, it's this very small little diner. He turns up to have his lunch in this diner, or his dinner in this diner. And um, this girl goes out for a cigarette and she hears them humming, you know, doing the little tune. Feels sorry for them, so she feeds them Mm. through the back, not realising it's after midnight, which makes no feckin' sense. But regardless, she feeds them and then they all transform, break out, and they all sort of try and take them on in the diner. And there's only like four, there's only like three or four of these little gremlins running around. But the effects are practical. All practical effects. It looks really, really good. Mm. But I was like, that is a good idea. Mm. Like, if you had a corporate version of like, they tried to, you know, monetize Mogwai across America, mm. I just thought it was a great idea. Like, the, the, the concept. It's got the original ending to Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah like, it is. Well, they, totally. The plants get cloned yeah, yeah, yeah. over the world. Um, the other one I, I would love to see 
which will never happen, but I'd still love to see it, is a return of Mel Gibson's Mad Max. Now, this was talked about for all, because apparently before they brought on Tom Hardy, Hardy, they Mm. were going to do a belated sequel, you know, like a fourth Mad Max film with, and it was going to be the thing, I think the story stayed very similar, Mm. um, but it was going to be like a craggy old Mel Gibson doing it. But... um, now this is this is Hollywood rumor, right? So mm. I don't know how true this is, but obviously he, he had his breakdown and he did some. He said some things and did some pretty vile things to people. Like, so he lost his Hollywood cachet, regardless mm. of what he did. He was no longer welcome in certain circles in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm not sure. I never read up of what he did, but yeah. Yeah, he did some bad things, but he's made some films since, like you know what I did in the Summer Holiday and um, and, and the Beaver and some yeah, of the yeah, yeah. pieces, right? And he's appeared in in uh, the Expendables. You know, so he's yeah. done bits and pieces, and he's still in shape. Like the guy's still pretty hench. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there are is. talks of a Lethal Weapon five, right? Stuff like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that, that yeah. See, that, yeah, exactly. That was, that was going to be all my choices. So there might there might be the fact that they could bring back, you know, those characters. Mm. But the idea, so basically, yeah, they were trying to do it, and then they said, no, we, we can't. Mel Gibson is too toxic at the moment. We can't sell a film on him. So they went down a different route and. They just recast it with Tom Hardy. Now I love Fury Road. I think yeah, Fury Road is an amazing film. film. Um, but I actually, there is a part of me that wonders, like, wonder what this film would be like with, with a Mel Gibson as a Mad Max, mm. like a craggy old, you know, bitter sort of like broken down Mad Max. See, I think that's where the Wasteland is the next one that's going to come out, isn't it? Mad Max Wasteland. Yes. And I think they should have old. They should have both Mad Maxes now. Oh yeah, sense. why is this Max the only Max? Yeah, because is yeah. he? I don't think he's even called. Oh, he says his name is Max, doesn't he? But that could be anything. So I, I, I love the idea of that. Mm. But um, yeah, I would or, like. To or see. even if even if Mel Gibson's character is telling the story about what happened. Yeah. Well, I always think like you know because all the Mad Max films, mm. again, the continuity in the Mad Max films are, is a little bit shaky. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. all told from almost like a the, the film is almost told from a. Um, uh, like an untrustworthy narrator, like mm. whether it's one of the kids you know that he saves or whether it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the concept of having that idea, that thing of like, yeah, bring back a craggy old, you know, totally. angry, bitter Max. And he's like, you know, um, yeah, I think it's great. There's so much potential for these kind of things. Mm. And, but the thing is, it's like, again, it's like, who are these films for? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you could sell some of these films. Oh, the mass market. Right? Yeah. Like, who framed Roger Rabbit 2? Yeah. Yeah, right? Whatever you want to call it. Um, you could sell as a family film or a slightly darker version or whatever. Yeah. I think would would have legs. You could definitely market that and people would go see yeah. it. Yeah, Monster right? Squad 2, no. Monster Squad 2, you wouldn't, w- the... you wouldn't have the audience for yeah. it. Like, it would be limited. Labyrinth 2, with the... base... It's a it's a fine line here though. That's the thing is that as much as I like the idea of of, of Lady Gaga's role, I think she'd be important though to this. She'd be, she'd be the marketing hook. She'd be the thing that would drag Goblin, in that. You know, welcome to the Goblin Queen. Yeah, she'd be the, the thing that would bring in the young, younger audience. I think right because mm. actually that's your hook. And you could for the younger for his daughters or whatever you could bring in some I don't know some Disney Moppet that's on the Disney Channel to play the part. Or Neela Clark. <sighs> She's a bit old to be one of the daughters, but, but she could be in it as a troll. Up, I could dress up as a, in a schoolgirl's uniform, something like that. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so Labyrinth, I think you could still would still have yeah, legs. Yeah, still legs for that. Right, so I think you could do Roger Rabbit. I don't think you could, you're right. Monster Squad would have would struggle. Yeah. Labyrinth, I think you could do. Big Trouble in Little China. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that I think I still got legs. I think, yeah, I think I still got legs. 
I think you. I think you. I think would make all the monies. Yeah. I think that would make a because it's a cult film now. It's a big, big cult oh, yeah, film. Yeah, it's it's a crazy great, cult film. Great cover on it as well. Have yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. I have got it in there. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a great film. And I think would would I think you, you would really, you know, tap into something there. Mm. It's a similar thing to like the Expendables. It's that old man action film, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's kind of thing. And you're right. I think the more I think about it, a Willow. I don't, no. I don't think it has an audience. I don't no, think it no. would work. 20 years ago, yeah. Yeah, maybe in the 90s. I yeah. think we could have got away 90s with it. 90s got away with it, but not now. It's like Top Gun 2. Never get away with that now. No. So well, they'll never make it. No, it's much as true. they say they are going to, they'll never make a Top Gun 2 because it will never sell because people don't, people aren't going to see it. No, and the plot that I keep re- I've read for it that they, they that was released not long ago they did like a synopsis plot. Yeah, yeah. It was basically the same as Top Gun, but I've never seen Top but, Gun. But Top, but Tom Cruise is a different character. Because it's I'm a all heterosexual right. man. Yeah, and I, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> Top Gun is one of those weird sort of like Tony Scott films. Yeah. Again, Tony Scott does, does some great films, right? Mm. But it's one of those odd films. Again, I'm God not. Rest him. Yeah, but mm. I'm not entirely sure who the film is for. Because yeah. when I watch it, you do go, all right, planes are quite cool, I think. There's a shower scene or something. Well, there's a whole, yeah, but then you get to the volleyball, volleyball scene. scene. And I'm not, even as like a, even as a kid, I was a bit like, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to watch. Is this for, is this for Why my mum? Why am I getting aroused? Yeah, Why yeah. am I getting aroused? I was, there was, there was like, is this bit for my mum? Mum, can you come watch the, I'm confused. <laughs> and then it goes, um, yeah, Top Gun is an, I would say is all right. It's one of those films, I think the soundtrack is better than the film. Yeah, I mean, I know it's raved about and people love it and stuff like that, and I appreciate that, but I, I do think it's not a film that will stand the test of time. I, I, don't, I just don't think it will. There are films that you can play today, right? There yeah. are films from the 80s, it's, it's oh, still Jaws. the 80s. Jaws. Jaws, 70s and 80s, you can yeah. play to an audience today and they still stand up. Oh, and they're yeah, like, totally. oh yeah, they totally work. What about It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, we watched yeah. that Christmas. Love that film course, so much. I mean, you think about that now. It's a yeah, wonderful yeah. life. Uh, 1947. 47. 47, yeah. Okay. yeah. 1947. So, well, you know, that is, that is you know, a considerable amount yeah, of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The film, the film is dateless. You watch oh, ageless, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing film that you can watch over and again. There are films that, like you say, but that, like Top Gun is so... Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Wars, ageless. You know. It is. But like I say, Top Gun is, it's a bit like um, uh, Wall Street. The first Wall Street. Yeah, they're so intrinsically eighties. Yeah, I when love you, Wall Street. I the, think it was a great film. But when you take it out of that era, yeah. When we look what they tried to do Wall Street work. when they brought Wall Street Two. Oh, I was didn't watch it. I you know, oh, I did, and it, it was it was awful. Yeah, it was awful, and it's like because it doesn't work now. Yeah, because it, you've left it too long, and that's the thing. But that's the, the thing film, about these belated sequels. Like some films, I think can play, but only films that exist almost ageless. Like they exist out of time. Mm. Like um, Masters Universe, think about that. Bringing that back. Uh, that that needs a reboot though. Yeah. Although I love, don't be wrong, I love Old He Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I love that film, right? It's stupid and it's terrible in many ways. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. But we did a commentary for it last year. We did, yeah. yeah. And it's amazing fun that film. Yeah, we don't talk about the commentaries. <laughs> no, we might revisit one day. But those those Masters Masters of the Universe mm. was a great film. It is. It's, it's a ridiculous. Uh, film that mm. it was much of his era. Oh yeah, I agree. But they agree. could do something much, much better these days. Oh, they could, yeah. But He-Man's not marketable anymore. That's the problem. No one. Really no, no, exactly. No, no one would. They do made that. that film too late as well. 
Well, that felt, yeah, the toys had stopped being made like three years before it yeah. came out. So it was a real. But it was also, well, the reason for that was it was made by Canon, wasn't it? Canon yeah, Films. Yeah, Canon, and this yeah. was like, that was their last ditch effort to save the company. And they, they plowed pretty much everything into it. And it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. That's something we've got to visit at some point. Canon Film. Canon Film. We'll do a Canon Film yes. podcast. Cause that would go up to Canon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Um, um, what's the Chuck Norris one? Delta Force. I've got Delta Force. It's on you know, Arrow Blu-ray. Is it? Yeah, Arrow Blu-ray. And Delta uh, Force. Um, Missing in Action. Yeah, um, one. Death Wish films. Death Wish is great. They they did the Canon did some amazingly bad films. But they but they were successful franchises. I mean, Death Wish was a. Was well, a, they did five films. To say that it's successful is probably a bit of a. They, push. They, the first two were great. Death Wish and Death Wish Two. Like, were great. I'm going to tell you this now, right? Mm. I watched Death Wish Two. Uh, last year, right? Probably like sort of October time, just because it was on Netflix. And I thought, I've never seen a Death Wish, Death Wish film. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not good, right? I just, I just bought. I just had a. They're remaking it. There's a Bruce Willis one coming out in March. Yes, with Eli Roth. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Directing, and it looks interesting. I've seen the trailer. It looks interesting. I don't think I'm going to watch it. But they've, but... they've. Um, I've just bought some um, Chuck Norris films. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched a Chuck Norris film. No, it's hell a lie. I have seen, I think Invasion I've seen... USA. Invasion USA. I've seen Invasion it's USA. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. So there are films we might have to do, we'll have to go back and visit Chuck Norris at times. There's so much Fire, to, to... Firewalker. Fire. I've got Firewalker, Invasion of the USA, Delta Force, The Octagon. The Octagon. Delta Force 2. They did Delta Force 2 as well, didn't they? So there's, there's a lot of Chuck Norris films. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've only ever seen. I think I've seen two episodes of Walker Texas Ranger. That was enough, and that was enough for me, if I'm perfectly honest. Although there was one, right? And this is completely off topic, but I'm going to say this because it, it it sort of nailed what that show was for me. Yeah, and it may not have been a Walker Texas Ranger. It could have been a film. I've just got this thing in my head that I saw with of um, Chuck Norris was a sheriff or something. He was a yep. law enforcement agent, and he's in a he's in a truck. Right? Yeah. He's in like a, a proper fire. Sounds like Walker, Texas. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. And he's been buried. This truck's gone into a ditch and he's been buried. They've, they've, they've put soil all over it, right? And he's obviously been knocked unconscious. And he comes round and there's a beer in the, or like a six pack in the passenger seat. And he cracks open a beer, chugs it down, puts his foot on the accelerator. <laughs> like this beer has affected the truck. And the truck just pulls out of the hole and that's it. He's off. It's lunacy. I've, but it's Chuck Norris. Yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. It Chuck Norris can do anything. He's like a god. Yeah, he is. Like when he does press ups, he isn't lifting himself. He's pushing the world away. Yeah, yeah. That's like, all he's doing. Um, yeah, we'll cover Chuck Norris at some point. I've got to visit because it's it's something I've never I've never really watched. So let's just let's I'd just. Like, wrap I'd like up. to um, uh, to cover Amelia Clark at some point. What is this fascination you've now got with Amelia Clark? Is it come out of our talk about Terminator we had earlier on? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> the tissues are in there. Yeah. I, I, I tell you now, I Amelia Clark is very, very good in Game of Thrones. Right? I think she's fine in Game of Thrones. I think she's very, yeah. very good. I think she was awful in Genesis. Right. I think she was so miscast as Sarah Connor. Mm. Um, and she was in something else I saw originally. And she wasn't good in that. Mm. So I've now got this fear that like she's not actually a good actress. She's just she's, good as Dolores. She's just good in yeah as, as Daenerys Targaryen. That's all she's good in. Mm. I, I've just got this worry that that's that's like she's going to keep getting jobs and being awful in. She'd be good in my bed. Yeah, I'm sure. Right, so we're going to wrap up. So belated sequels. There are going to be more in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But actually, 
what we've decided is some shouldn't oh, be done. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. I think that'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, throw that. Yeah. Eddie Murphy coming Richard back. Judge Reynolds as, back as well. Yeah, come yeah. back and do a last sort of, uh, you know, last one. I mean, Eddie Murphy's still pretty young enough to do that, I Eddie think. Eddie Murphy can pull it off. Well, they keep talking about them before, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But some of them shouldn't be done, but some, I think, have legs, and I think mm. would be great. I agree. All right, so we're going to wrap up there. So, uh, Mike, is there anything you've got going on you want to you want to throw out there? Is is Man of Letters coming back at any point? It is. It is. It's on the back burner at the moment because I've had legal issues, so I've had to be you careful. Were, you, were, you were annoying the wrong people. I had a I had a cease and desist order from Trump. <laughs> no, 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 from from Amazon. Oh, okay. You, you um, were picking on them, to be fair. Yeah, I was. Uh, so Amazon had sent me the cease and desist order, and I went to solicitors locally who said. Uh, don't, don't don't worry about it too much because to take you to court you'd have cost. to cost will cost them x amount and then yeah. they wouldn't get any compensation back for loss of earnings because you earn this much and this that and the yeah. other. but to um to to not do anything for the time being okay so so, so we will leave that for now well it will be it will be back it will be back it will be back but it's, it's, it's great to be back it's great to have right. mike back on on uh, on board and uh if you want to get in contact with us, uh, I'm on the Twitter. It's uh, at 20th Century Geek. That's 20 uh, <laughs> That's 20th Century Geek. Uh, same on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, and on Tumblr. Uh, and the email address is 20th Century Geek at gmail.com. Um, and so, yeah, please get in contact with any ideas for other sequels you'd want or other topics you want us to cover. I've got some great things coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, as you heard, I'm re- I've reached out to Dean Keynes to get some Superman stuff going on in, the, in that, on that April. That would be awesome. We're going to do... Versus is going to come back. The Versus matches are going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of a Nick Cage versus for some point in the year. Crazy Nick Cage versus uh, Oscar or award-winning Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see, yeah, we'll see. I'm also thinking of in, um, horror in space. So basically, film, I'm thinking Jason, Jason, X. Jason X versus mm-hmm. Leprechaun in space. Okay. Um, and some things like that will do. There's lots going on I've got coming up. So, also, don't forget, I have a Patreon account. I've had our first, my first Patreon donor, Nick Bray. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your donations and your rewards will uh, be winging their way to you in the near future. So, thank you very much, Mike. It's great to be back. Cheers. And to everyone, have a great 2018 and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks very much.